Welcome back, everyone, to another exciting episode of the Dirty Twenties Podcast. My name is Marcus Stusick, and with me, as always, we have once again four ritzy and red-hot role players. Ain't none of them a rube. Everybody cheer! Yeah! Excellent. Welcome back, Elliot. Thank you so much for joining us again. I'm so happy to be back. We are so happy to have you back. And even like to add into that happiness, today we're exploring Lisette's backstory. Uh, so we are jumping back a little bit in time. Again, not as far back as we did for Lonlins. Um by no law, by uh, by no means at all. Uh, we're going back to a time before Lisette joined MacGuffins Incorporated and then subsequently got lost in the archives uh, to the Brigham Institute of Arcane Studies or Arcane Sciences. I apologize. The Brigham Institute of Arcane Sciences or bias, as people call it. Uh, and I'm going to ask you to introduce your characters, uh, starting with Toby. So I'm going to be playing a black dragonborn. She is a senior at this point. Um, she is actually a professor in archaeology, so she does not directly study the arcane, but uh, back in her day, she used to bring a lot of books and homes and things like that for the studies um and she carries around a cane with her she has like little crescent moon glasses and she kind of walks with a bit of a limp but uh she's she's still feisty she's still fighting and so, her name is uh jovier jovier awesome uh j-o-v-y-r-e you got it all right i'm not just psychic i can see it on uh on, <laughs> on zengaskin <laughs> <laughs> um, when you said senior, I definitely, my man went to senior in high school. Uh, oh, no, uh, no, she's like, uh, she's a senior citizen. She's very amazing. old. <laughs> Excellent. Perfect. Uh, and next up, um, I think that's Richard. Uh, Richard, can you introduce your character? The name's Gore Blood, Bloodfang. I'm a barbarian orc from a long lineage of other orcs and barbarians, but now I'm just part of the HR department. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Uh, gore blood, sorry? Uh, gore blood fine. I had a little bit of a start on it, my brain. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I, I like to make sure that there aren't other fights that aren't around and not just because I'm fighting other barbarians. Uh, I, I like to ensure there's a level of um, uh, cohesion in the office. Uh, <laughs> I'm also a path of the Ancestral Guardian, so uh, you'll, you'll often find just a bunch of my own ancestors, barbarians, duking out and out in the office, but they're pretty cool. <laughs> Don't worry about it. If you ever have a problem with someone else, feel free to come to my office. Cool, Bud Flag will always be there to hear what you have to say. I go. Do you yes. wrestle alligators as well? Uh, you know what? I could. Do we need uh, to, I probably do, have in the past. Do we, do we need to, my sister did. Do, do we need to keep you away from the stingray department? Oh, I get what you. Oh no! I, I know where this voice is now. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, please. Uh, yeah, I'd rather uh, <clears throat> not have to deal with uh, 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 my Uncle Irwin's uh, ancestry issues. <laughs> You're the one that brought that up. <laughs> anyway, that's core. Awesome. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think that's a perfect segue. Craig, who have you brought today? The name's Professor Felix Terranova, and I am the senior professor in Draconic Studies here at Bias, and I specialize in the particular study of Draconic Interbreeding. Do you ever Ooh. wonder what happens when a red dragon and a black dragon have children? Well, I can tell you the answer. Is that a proposition there? Oh my god! <laughs> Felix, Felix Winks. Uh, he is a dapper and incredibly well-dressed professor who spends most of his time trying to avoid teaching classes. Um, <laughs> he doesn't like people. I've picked all of his spells around the idea of not being stuck teaching classes. Uh, <laughs> although I imagine he does have to teach a lot of them. He's, he has disguised self to avoid people in hallways. Misty step to get away from them. Um, <laughs> Etc. <laughs> uh, Etc. Et um, Do you have like minor illusions so you can have your professor like standing at the uh, at the chalkboard? Oh yeah, 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 yeah nice. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and he is a half elf wizard. Transmutation school. Awesome. Awesome. Um, you said transmutation. That's correct. Thank you. Uh, and uh, Jovier. Uh, we did miss uh, your class. You're right. Uh, can you introduce us to your uh, your type of class you're playing? Sorry, I completely forgot that, but um, she is an inquisitive rogue. Perfect. Uh, and uh, yeah, Jovier is uh, take use uh, she her pronouns. Gore uses he him. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. And uh, Felix. Uh, he, they. He, they. Thank you very much. Awesome. And last but most certainly not least, Elliot, can you please dis uh, introduce us to this iteration of Lisette? Of course. Uh, greetings. My name is Lisette Marquis. Um, I'm very excited to be... Uh, part of this institution. Um, I have a extensive background in library sciences as well as all things arcane magic. I just, oh, it's just the, the thought of knowledge is just so rich and exciting and I'm just very excited to be meeting everyone and getting to know everyone and doing the best I can to support everyone in their endeavors. Um, so this version of Lizette is very friendly totally normal eyes <laughs> not, that's not usually an introduction thing you have to say but i do appreciate it with lisette oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's important it's important um just like brilliant blue eyes very well kept um totally normal skin <laughs> another thing i didn't think that i'd have to say um yeah uh she is a uh evocation wizard um, but she isn't very interested in practicing magic as much as she is about reading about it. All right. Perfect. Um, 
Excellent. Well, uh, thank you, everybody. Now that we've introduced our characters, it's time to introduce you to the setting. This is, of course, the Brigham Institute for the Arcane Sciences. It was founded over a hundred years ago by Gustavus Brigham, a practitioner of the divine arts and an appreciator of higher learning. Here, everyone can come from miles around to explore any aspect of knowledge that they would like. And of course, certain few are brought on as professors and resident experts and many, many more join as students, scholars, and teaching assistants. And today, on this bright, beautiful day, we find ourselves in the main annex of the Divination Wing, where we find a party in full swing. And of course, being an office party, it is... Uh, um, well, there, there's people. Um, there are people around, and they are standing around. Uh, it's uh, an office party, and there's um, finger food. Uh, there's no music playing because this is a place of learning. There's uh, books piled high in all of the corners. Um, they've kind of been pushed off to the side to clear as much room as possible. Uh, and we see about 20 people gathered into this room. Uh, you've all been invited to this office party just as a celebration of the end of the term. It is not the end of the school year by any stretch of the imagination. And of course, learning never has an end. But this is an office party in anticipation of four days of lecture-free time, and you've been invited there by Peter Mayhew, the bugbear managing director of Arcane Occult and Historical Studies. And you've all been invited because for some reason you have a connection, some sort of connection to this wing, or you've worked recently, and also you were told explicitly that you needed to be there. Uh, so, as we are at an office party, just really bumping, uh, totally the best office party you've ever seen. Uh, Toby, what is Jovira doing uh, at this office party? She is probably looking at the food and looking very disappointed, because it's not actually fingers that are food, it's just <laughs> bite-sized food. Um then she'll probably find a seat and try not to fall asleep. <laughs> In her age, she just needs to nap. <laughs> awesome. Uh, you try to find a seat. Uh, just give me a investigation or a perception check. Oh, let me just get my glasses here. Perception. That's an 11. Unleavened. Uh, you see uh, a pretty nice looking seat. Um, it's kind of like off to the corner. Looks like you won't be disturbed. Uh, you go over, you sit down, and almost as soon as you sit down, 
you hear a voice say, Oh, uh, Jovir, hi, hi. Um, hey, it's Jerry. Uh, no. Jerry from accounting? Hey, how's it going? Do I know you, Sonny? Oh, well, uh, if you don't, uh, pleasure to meet your acquaintance. Uh, hi, my name's Jerry, and you see a fairly nebbish-looking um, human man. He's about, like, mid-40s, very much, like, balding and combing it over to try to hide that. Um, has quite a paunch, is wearing... Uh, a cardigan that is probably about three sizes too big um, he is also looking around like kind of like he's got like shifty eyes a little bit he's got kind of a bit of a manic energy uh, so uh what you doing at the party here huh just trying to get some peace and quiet oh yeah cool you know it's always good to get peace and quiet you gotta get away from the surveillance state alright right. <sighs> Okay, yeah, mm, that's right. Pretend that's... to be asleep, yeah. <laughs> Make a deception check okay. for me. <laughs> She's like, I'm noping out of this conversation. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, that's a nat one. <laughs> uh, Jerry uh, leans in, puts like a hand on the back of the chair and says, yes, good. Pretend to be asleep. That way they're, they're not going to even look at you, all right? Zed? Zed has been telling me all this stuff about all this new divination magic that they have, okay? They can look at anything and anyone, anytime, anywhere, any place, anyhow, any who, and any why. Jerry, right? Jerry, Jerry. Yeah? You should go over there. What? By the table. You should get right. get me some punch, please. Oh. I'm parched. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, and then kind of like stands up, puts his finger beside his nose, incredibly... Uh, yeah, incredibly obviously. Says, yeah, we don't want to be seen together. Yeah, I got you. I yeah, got you. I'll uh, bring you some punch. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then walks over and you see he gets to the, the punch table where some finger food is laid out uh, and instantly kind of forgets about bringing you punch and is now talking to um, Eustachius uh, Britgel, a large, uh, quite well-built, uh, especially for someone in academia. Um, quite a well-built uh, fearbulg, that's the term. Um, quite actually like fairly large muscles um, who you know is a studier of the divine arts, of divination itself. He is a diviner wizard. Uh, and it seems like for all of that, Eustachius was not able to foresee this instance and cannot find a way to get out of this conversation with Jerry. Gore Bloodfang, what are you doing as we find you in the party? Well, uh, Gore probably is uh, trying to ensure no one feels too left out. There are those who are nearing the age of the party and just kind of awkwardly walking around. I'll, I'll go say hi and make them feel welcome. Okay. Uh, yeah, you see a couple of people. There's, um, I mean, it's a place of learning and academia, and there tends to be a propensity of people who are slightly shy in academia. And there are about, like, four people. They're all about as far away from each other as you can be, but also as far away from everybody else. And they're just standing there with a small plate of beige food. Um, and they're just kind of standing there and just standing and looking, but not actually engaging with anybody. Hoo 
My name is Goldbloodfang, and I am the one of the members of the HR department. How are you doing today? <laughs> oh, amazing. Uh, you watch as this little gnomish person uh, just throws their plate of food up into the air. Yeah! Um, and uh, you know this person uh, to be Sheena Zubin. Uh, she is, again, uh, a researcher. She's not a professor or anything. She is just a researcher, even potentially more of a research assistant. Um, and uh, she, as soon as you, like, scream or, like, introduce yourself, she screams. She jumps into the air. She cowers instantly and says, Yo, um, ha, 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 hi, hi, hi. Wow, you're big. Oh, my God, you're big. Wow. <laughs> Hello, Sheena. How are you doing? Um, oh, you know, it's, uh, I'm doing really well. Uh, th thank you, um, it's Gore, right? Yes, Gore Bloodfang, one of the descendants of the great barbarian Bloodfangs. Wow, um, are, are you always this loud? I mean, I could be louder. Oh, no, 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 that's, um... I'm all good. Uh, uh, thank you for um, coming over to say hi. Uh, what uh, what can I do for you, Gore? I just wanted to make sure that everything was going right with you. I, I know we had a few conversations in the past and wanted to ensure that you felt welcomed here and like you weren't an outsider anymore. How are you doing with that? Oh, um, well, uh... Kind of looks around at the fact that there are people around who can kind of like overhear your voice very clearly uh um definitely uh i i feel really welcomed thank you uh you know you've done a really good job of making me feel welcome thank you so much gore uh i'm gonna um i'm yeah i feel i feel great thank you you're um very kind thank you i will be my job um, here is done have a good one day i'm gonna oh. go to the next one <laughs> so you make that. your way around um you pretty much elicit the same response from all four of these folks that are like the most awkward and nervous around here um the last one you go to is um a wheelchair user uh he is uh standing or sitting in his wheelchair uh and just kind of like he's got his plate of food resting on his knees and i think by the time you get to him he's kind of you can see as you're approaching. Actually, just make an insight check for me, Gore. Uh, okay. <clears throat> I do have proficiency in that. All right. Uh, that's 14. A 14. Uh, you definitely see, like, as you're talking to, uh, to Sheena and then to Tom and, uh, to Jerry. Oh, no. uh, another Jerry. Not, not Jerry oh, okay. from accounting. Okay. A good. different Jerry. Uh, uh, you are talking to, you catch, um, the sight of, Shiard Dian uh, in the wheelchair uh, looking incredibly nervous, kind of looking around scopes out the fact that he's probably next on your rounds <laughs> uh, and like you see him doing like a few like rolling this way no there's someone that way, rolling this way, oh god there's someone this way, uh, uh, and kind of like turning his wheelchair back and forth uh, and you see as you finish with the other Jerry uh, Shiard uh, kind of pauses for a moment steals himself and you just <laughs> as you're like approaching he's 
fully shaking uh, and his hands are like white knuckled and his eyes are wide. And before you even get to them, he's like, hi, hi, Orc. Uh, I mean, um, Gore Bloodfang, I'm doing really well. Thank you very much. Okay, thanks. I'm, I'm really fitting in. Okay, I'm good. Okay, hi. <laughs> yeah, hi. I'm glad to hear all that. I'm really proud of you and all the progress you're making. I see the effort. Good on you. Have a good day. Oh, God, thank you so much. I mean, uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Okay, you have a good day too. Okay, I'm gonna, um, and then he actually like wheels over to Jerry, uh, <laughs> who like, not Jerry from accounting, the oh, other okay, Jerry. Other Jerry. And okay. you just you just hear them saying like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, that guy is so scary. Oh my God. And he's just so loud. What is, and those two actually strike up a conversation. Uh, My job here is done. <laughs> and as Gore Bloodfang uh, continues walking around and making sure everyone feels very welcome, uh, Felix, what are you up to? Well, I'd rather be working, honestly. <laughs> so I've created a silent image of myself <laughs> and cast Minor Illusion to make it seem like I'm involved in multiple conversations. Uh, <laughs> while... I have found a dark corner of the room to myself and am going over my latest findings with uh, my dear associate, my familiar. Ooh, who is your familiar? What is your familiar? Or what do they look like? My familiar is a raven named Somalier. <laughs> and Somalier has always got two things upon him. A bandolier with a package of cigars <laughs> and a very small flask uh, as you are like going over notes with your familiar sommelier uh, sommelier cocks it their head at you um, looks at you and kind of like opens their wing to kind of proffer the cigars on their bandolier <sighs> mm. you know I suppose if I'm going to be stuck here, I might as well enjoy myself. And I'll take one of the proffered cigars and light up as I, uh, I settle in to my latest studies. Trying desperately to just avoid eye contact with anyone um, <laughs> while I occasionally make my silent image nod as though the person they're talking to has said something very insightful and clever. Uh, you actually see your silent image is talking to Jerry from accounting. Um, at the uh, at the food table, um, Jerry from accounting is in a full on rant about Zedanon, um, and uh, yeah, is like definitely fully engaged. Um, actually, let's just roll. Yeah, no, D Jerry believes that that is uh, fully you. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> you are doing all of us all of us a service. Thank I'm you probably, so much. I'm probably also making Jerry think that Zedanon has infiltrated us even more as a result, uh, if, if Jerry ever <laughs> figures it out. <laughs> oh, 100%. Right now, he definitely thinks he's talking to a real person, but he's also <laughs> very used to, like, having his mind expanded with new knowledge. And so he's like, I think uh, if you were to suddenly dispel the illusion, uh, it would just be a confirmation of everything he believes. 
I uh, wish there was a spell like Enhance Ability that did the opposite thing that I could cast on Jerry. <laughs> that would be wonderful. Yeah. Dehance Ability. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm just going over my latest notes in the corner of the room, um, and you know, I've got them all on a, a lovely leather-bound journal. Just, uh, enjoying reading. Perfect. Uh, and uh, Lisette. What are you doing as we start the party? Um, did you say that uh, there's multiple my, like uh, false selves? <laughs> yeah, did, I think, did you say that there was multiple or were there just the one? Oh, of silent images? Yeah. Uh, I mean, technically, I guess I could twin it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do have the, the meta magic adapt feet, so I'll, okay, I've twinned it. <laughs> I'm absolutely talking to one of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, uh, Lizette. Can you just roll an intelligence check to see if you can uh, ascertain that this is just an illusion or if it's a real thing? That is a four. <laughs> <laughs> you believe you're you're, you're speaking to uh, Professor Felix Terranova. So, well, as I was saying about your last lesson, I just think that it was extremely well nuanced in all of the things that you said about the arcane literature. And she's just like going off, like not letting him get a word in. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, uh, Lizette. As you are like kind of speaking to yet another of these Professor Felixes. Uh, you see a couple of other people uh, like people in academia who are just like kind of part of the the party uh, they overhear you starting to talk about this and just like flies to honey or to like moths to a bright light it just calls to them and they start coming in and they're like oh oh yeah very good point oh uh, Professor Felix I also yeah I, oh that was a really solid part you know your comparison between the difference between um, conjuration uh, and transmutation when specifically when casting the enlarged spell um, and if a conjurer does it are they pulling in maybe a, a, a reality from one of the other dimensions um, and for a moment instead of ch changing your size maybe they've actually replaced you with with someone else that was a really intriguing point professor minor illusion mm, yes you understand <laughs> <laughs> well uh, um uh and they turn to uh lisette um uh, oh, uh, Lisette, uh, you are a studier of uh, evocation. Um, maybe, maybe you would understand some of this as well. So, uh, kind of to that point about uh, uh, different alternate realities potentially, or or changing uh, the stuff. When you cast a spell and you're creating something from nothing, are you actually creating something from nothing, or are you pulling substance from a, an alternate reality, or maybe a different plane of existence? What, what do you think? Well, as an, it's an interesting point. I'm not quite sure that I, I buy into the the idea that there are alternate dimensions and that we can pull things out of them. I'm, I'm, I'm quite sure that it, it is just quite literally conjuring up things from nothing, from from the energy that already exists in our verse alone. I mean, you know, matter can't be destroyed or created. It's well, not it, really it, just it, changed. 
Well, that, that's the point exactly, though. You, you just said that matter matter can't be uh, cr created from nothing, but you, you also said that you just kind of create something from nothing. So what... Um, what do you, how do you justify those, that discrepancy of you're, you're building something from, from nothing. You're creating something literally to, you're evoking it, but, but where is it coming from? And, and how is it not destroying the universe because of the laws of thermodynamics and regulation and entropy? Well, what I mean, mean when I say creating something from nothing, I mean more you're pulling something out of yourself that wasn't previously there. The energy is all around us, constantly. You're merely just manipulating it to whatever you feel inside of you that needs to be done. Oh. It's quite simple, really. Mm, right. But, so, I, I get what you're saying. I, I totally believe you. I just, um, when I, as a as an illusionist, I'm shaping light and, 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 and matter, but a, a conjuration wizard uh, insists that they're actually moving something from one place to another. But... For all practical purposes, the spells create the same effect. So how do we know which is the true meaning? What is the true purpose for or uh, or cause? Uh, how, how how can we prove your point or or disprove another point or or? Mm. I don't think it's quite as black and white as that. I truly believe that everyone's opinion and how they see the world individually is right to them. Your truth is your truth ultimately speaking and no one really can say for sure what is and what isn't you're right just as much as I am just as much as anyone else is oh, uh, professor professor uh, what do you what do you think of uh, this argument what is what is your feeling that's why transmutation is the superior school well why uh, expound upon it. can uh, please uh, I'm sorry I, I just this is like a free lecture it's just uh, why uh, why is transmutation the better school? Because uh, as an illusionist, I am uh, I'm creating reality uh, using only my mind. Uh, you're changing reality, but why is why is that not why ah, is that better? Yes. The illusion nods sagely. <laughs> <laughs> I like how one of the program lines was just, and that's why transmutation is the better school. This entire time I've been thinking, well, if you create something from nothing, that's really just effectively transmuting nothing into something, right? So what you're really doing is you're just creating fire from air. So theoretically, evocation is just spicy transmutation. That is a hot take. Oh my god. In a university, that is 100% a hot take. That is like, that is the sort of stuff that you would like debate for hours and hours like on a nightly basis with people of the evocation or conjuration or divination school. I mean if if you're just bending light I can cast illusion magic with mirrors and I can create mirrors out of out of earth so really <laughs> what kind of wizard are you <laughs> you're, just, you're just some sort of like hedge wizard trickster did the professor literally just walk by and drop that knowledge bomb <laughs> while the illusion is there as well? You know what? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's very he's wise and he's intelligent, but he couldn't resist doing that. So he's absolutely <laughs> walked by the illusion and made that he's made that statement about illusion at the very least while walking fast on his way to the punch bowl. To refill uh, up his flask. Brutal. <laughs> there is uh there is like an appropriate amount of academic uh, kind of like appreciation for the point and also like, oh snap, he did it while casting an illusion. Um, and uh, also just like, 
you that one person, um, Ayokunle, uh, who was like kind of debating that, uh, says, "Oh, Professor, that is a very, very good point." Um, but so, if if you, oh wow, okay, I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna go research and come back with some more points. Uh, maybe we can talk after the party. Uh, and he goes off and like starts looking through a stack of books in like on the side. Uh, after another like f- ten or five minutes of uh, just you know milling about and having finger food, uh, Gore, you see uh, one of your not bosses, but kind of he is a head. He is like the managing director at the moment, so he is kind of the boss of the school in most instances and also he is head of the uh, social committee and has kind of organized this and so is working directly with HR Uh, you watch as Peter Mayhew uh, a bugbear with a bandolier of notebooks and pens and papers all of which are in like pocket protectors and quills um, and just like a few small little scraps of like scroll work and stuff uh, comes over to you Ah, Agor. Uh, good. Uh, it looks like the party is proceeding apace. Uh, is everyone feeling good and cheery? Yeah. Everyone seems to be doing just fine. I don't see anyone skirting their edges. Conversations are going well. And well. Uh, <laughs> it appears we're having a lot of good discussions over there. I'm going to point to the group that uh, had uh, both uh, Lizette, uh, the professor, and then the other one there. Yes, good. Good. Uh, he gestures over at Jovier sitting in the corner with her eyes closed. Um, and, uh, Jovier, uh, is she having a good time? Uh, you know what? I'll actually go check out on Jovier. Uh, gotta pass out for quite some time there. Yes, just please make sure she's not dead. Uh, that would be embarrassing, wouldn't it? <laughs> that, that would be awful. I'll, I'll go right over there. Jovier! Jovier! <laughs> Oh Do I need to perform CPR? Uh, what? Hmm? You I are alive! No! Uh. Peter, we're good! What? What? <laughs> I... What? Oh, Do you, do you need me taking you to the hospital? Are you no, having memory? No, 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 I... I was just startled. I forgot where I was for a moment, and my, my good gods, you are a very loud man. I mean, what can I say? I'm poor blood from the blood family of a long generation of barbarians. Does does Gore do this? Does he say that often? Yes. Okay, I have I've manipulated my silent image to look like Gore and it's standing behind Gore mimicking his action. Uh, which of your silent images? The one both that was them. talking to Jerry or the one both that was of talking them. both of them? <laughs> oh. uh, the other one has just walked away from Jerry in the middle of the conversation if it's necessary. Uh, to go Jerry, stand behind Gore. Uh, Jerry's like, yeah, good call. Again, puts his finger to his nose. Let's not be seen together, man. And then you change the transformation. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, and Jerry is just kind of freaking out. Not he turn, he at all. turns back and winks at Jerry. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh no, what have you done? <laughs> Javier is staring at um, Gore and then the illusion of Gore and then back to Gore and just gonna slowly get up. <laughs> How are your prescriptions? You seem to be looking around a lot. Do you need me to take you to uh, uh, an eye doctor? Do you have an inside voice, Sonny? Or is that just your regular octave? This is my inside voice! <laughs> is it? You, can I insight you, that? <laughs> sure. Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not making a deception. Okay. She's just gonna squint up at you. <laughs> is there something I can help you with, or did you just come to yell at me? I wanted to make sure you were alive. And you are. Why would you think I was dead? You because were asleep I'm old. for a long time. That is what? ageist, Sonny. And what? I, you know what, I cannot bear to be within earshot of you, and I'm going to go across over there. You stay there. I'm sorry, that's not what gore blood fag is all about. Let me apologize to you. That's not what I'm supposed to be doing here. I'm just going to do that for like half an hour. <laughs> She, she probably wasn't uh, deaf before, but after this conversation, she is, like, very hard of hearing now. <laughs> and she's just standing there, our like, with a huge Please. frown on her face. <laughs> what department are you with? HR! Mm. I'm supposed to HR that no one feels like they're being excluded or ridiculed upon. And the fact that you called me ageist, or uh, I believe I, I do have something I need to bear in myself. So, Jovier, please let me know what I can do to better help you help me help you. <laughs> well, for one... I think I think you could work on your indoor voice just like a little little harder. I I will take that into consideration. Peter, she's gone. <laughs> uh, Peter is across the room, like on the other side. You see him flinch at the volume of your voice, uh, even from that distance. Uh, puts his hand to his ear. Right. Ouch. Uh, good. Well. Uh, and then he kind of uh, steps to just a clear spot. There's not really like a stage or anything. Uh, he grabs a thing of the punch and ting, 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 taps a, a finger on it. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Hi. Excuse me. Everyone. Uh, yes. Yes, everyone. Okay. Yes. Please. Yes, you can finish your points. Yes. Those, I'm sure they're very. Yes, you'll have. Okay. Hi, everyone. Okay. I'm. Right, thank you so much for quieting down. Okay. Well, um, thank you for joining us, everyone. Uh, this is a fantastic party, and we wanted to offer it to celebrate the end of the term and all of the hard work you've all done, so everybody, please give yourselves a round of applause. Yeah, applause! <laughs> uh, Gore, you are absolutely the first one to start. And the rest of the academics just kind of gently clap in that awkward way people do at an office party. Both uh, other gores also clap. Lizeth, like, <laughs> woo! Javier <laughs> is letting Gore clap for her because he's loud enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'll notice that and clap louder. 
<laughs> right. So, um, thank you for joining us, everybody. Uh, I know that uh, you didn't have to be here, except, of course, that you did. But anyway, um, I just wanted to thank you, to wish you well before we have a little bit of a break uh, and resume with vigor next week. But in in the meantime, to, to you know, get the party going, as it were, I wanted to get a, a few games underway. How do you feel about games? Is one of them the silent game? Oh! Oh, uh, looks over at Gore. Gore, write that one down. That one could be a good one. We could do the silent game if, if the other ones don't work out. No sword! Cool. Good. Uh, thank you, Jovier. It's a very good idea. We, we'll try the silent game if, after the other ones. For sure. Um, so, uh, I have here a, a hat with all of your names in it, and uh, we will divide you into teams. Exciting stuff, isn't it? Riveting. <laughs> Woo! I'm very excited. <laughs> right. Well, uh, first game, of course, as is tradition, is going to be Find the Book. Oh, And, of course, we have hidden a book in our library. You know, just around the Diviner's Library. Some, well, I'm not going to tell you very much more. Uh, anyway, yes, basically, first to find the book wins. It's a team-building exercise and a chance for you to work together. So, uh, and he kind of starts pulling out a bunch of uh, names from hats. He makes a couple of groups. Uh, Chiard and Ava and... Ayokunle and Sheena get paired together, or grouped together, um, and eventually the four of you get grouped together. Uh, Jovir uh, works with Gore and Professor Felix and uh, Lisette Marquis. Excellent. I'm rush. I want to like pick up Jovier and just bring uh, to the rest of the team. <laughs> My, <laughs> My minor illusions have uh, have failed at precisely this moment. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm standing there, like, trying to sneak out as they do so. Uh, Professor Felix, where are you going? Oh, uh, you know, I thought that I would get, get a head start. A not, start. not, 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 yeah. naughty, naughty. Don't mm -hmm. do that. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. Peter Mayhew uh, looks at you uh, kind of gestures back at the other three. Uh, and then as he does, kind of notices Gore carrying Jovir and says, Ah, Gore, good of you to assist. I do hope you got informed consent, though. Uh, valid point, Jovier. Sorry. Uh, do you have consent to me lifting you up and bringing you to the rest of the group? Why not? Yeah. I have consent now. <laughs> I have to get to run. Perfect. <laughs> Thank, thank you for allowing me the opportunity to, to make amends there. She's just absolutely ragdolling at this point, like, oh god. <laughs> Which makes you so much harder to carry. <laughs> Ragdolls are so freaking hard. If, if you've ever, like, tried to kit, like carry a kid and they've decided, no, I'm just gonna be a ragdoll, they seem like they suddenly, like, gain 50 pounds. Plus a yeah. dragonborn, so she's, she's yeah. kind of hefty. 
<laughs> I mean, I got 20 strength. We're good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Uh, so the four of you are grouped together. The rules of the game are explained. In a moment, you are going to go through the doors uh, out of this annex and into the Millennium Library, uh, which was so named because it was founded at the turning of the century, of the new, uh, which is not quite uh, as prestigious as Millennium. So I decided to just say whatever. It's called the Millennium Library and... The Century Library mm -hmm. just seems a little silly. <laughs> uh, and you're about to go through, and you're looking for a specific book. Uh, the four of you uh, are looking for a book called... Is, is, is there a single solitary mage hand floating around the Millennium Library? Uh, a Han Solo? <laughs> sorry, Han, uh, Han Solo? Han Solo, Han Solo, if you will? Uh, there actually is. It's uh, it's how the books get reshelved. There's just like a permanent casting of Mage Hand, whose entire job is to take them off of the stacking books and uh, reshelve them. So yeah, in fact, there is a Han Solo. Uh, uh, thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, uh, so the book that you guys are going to be looking for uh, is called uh, A Critique of Impure Reason by Kant, uh, C-A-N-N-T. Uh, it is a, actually, uh, Lisette and Professor and uh, Javier, I think you would all be probably the best. Roll a history or just a straight up knowledge, like intelligence check to see if you can figure out what school of magic this would be in and such. Uh, 17. 17. Okay. Uh, I'm rolling like garbage today. <laughs> oh. uh, eight. Uh, unfortunately, Lizette, this is not a book you have yet studied, and it's um, the title doesn't really clue you into exactly what it could be. It could be kind of in a lot. It could just be a critique of other, like other uh, academic works. It could just be saying your reasoning is flawed. So it's um, you don't really have an idea, but Jovier you know that this is uh, very likely in fact with a 17 you know exactly what book this is about this is a a divination text um, and it um, tackles a variety of topics uh, in particular it draws a distinction between um, the world that as we perceive it the phenomenal world uh, the world of phenomenons um, and the world as we experience it um, or sorry, uh, that is, sorry, the phenomenal world, and also the noumenal world, which is like the true world, the reality of the world, and what that actually means. Uh, what is the truth, and how do our perceptions change it? Interesting. Well, it is a... Are any of you divination wizards? I'm, I'm assuming Gore is not a, a wizard, but... If My name is Gorbrunifang, and I'm a barbarian! Oh, how fascinating! It is, uh, I mean, if any of you have an interest in it, it, it deals... I mean, I glanced through it, but, um, mostly focuses on divination as well as the world. Something about the world. You know, in my age, I just, I can't quite recall. <laughs> and, you know, I am a little, a little rattled right now. 
She's gonna be cleric or. And Peter Mayhew says, "All right, now if everyone's ready to begin, three, two, one." Uh, which is the traditional <laughs> signal to go. <laughs> the traditional bugbear signal. Exactly. Uh, and uh, the doors to the library whoosh, slam open and the groups, um, well, it's up to you. Do you rush in? Do you walk in? What? What's your energy going into this library? Gore will actually look at the rest of you because <clears throat> if it was just me and Jovier, I could pick up Jovier and run, but <laughs> I have to follow the group here. Because that's kind of like very anxiously bouncing, waiting for someone to start running so that she can start running. <laughs> uh, you see a lot of the other groups are doing the same. And after a moment, uh, you just hear Shared say, right, here we go. Uh, and starts wheeling his wheelchair as fast as he can into the library. Uh, and his group kind of like, oh, and starts running after him. So that group has started to go in. Other groups start going in. Well, uh, slow and steady wins the race, so to speak, shall we? <laughs> after you my dear oh, um, okay all right so i i'm oh i know what i'm gonna do following in i am i am gonna follow lizette in but i would like to cast a silent image of jerry in the library <laughs> as in jerry from accounting as in jerry from accounting to pursue people and start asking them questions about Zedanon. <laughs> <laughs> Every time they, get, they start getting close to the shelves, that silent image of Jerry is moving towards them. Oh my god, that's so evil. That is amazing. Uh, can you give me a sample of some of the programmed phrases that uh, Jerry is saying? Oh man, have you heard, man? Have, have you heard what they've been doing with the frogs? <laughs> no. <laughs> followed, followed, followed. Of, of, of course, of, of course. By there's an international cabal. Seriously, an international cabal that that were founded by giants, and their whole goal is to take over everything. They're so <laughs> tall they can see you from everywhere, but they need they need <laughs> servants too. You watch as uh, the real Jerry from accounting as well uh, is fully oblivious to this illusory Jerry and is doing the exact same thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> like going around, and it's almost like you can hear echoes of like, have you heard about the frogs? There's a cabal, man, Zeta not. And it's like coming from almost like all over the library as just like Jerry and illusory Jerry are kind of like distracting everybody. Jerry doesn't seem... Like he's part of a group, but you see that the other three of the group have like fully like ditched him and are looking around the library. So for the sake of this, can everybody please just roll initiative just to see how quickly you go through? Oh, and Elliot, uh, we've been having a lot of issues with uh, Zencaster, so we don't have music and stuff anymore playing. I'm sorry. Oh, damn. This update really has fucked us. It's, <laughs> it's been uh, it's been a thing. Yeah, it's really been a thing. Well and truly. Yeah. Uh, I got a 19. <laughs> Whoa, man. Hey. Hey, Liz I got half that. I got eight. Was that before the trauma is really fast? Yeah. <laughs> and, and like really stable. It's almost yeah. like she got clumsier after having spent <laughs> a year without sleeping or eating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, Gore, what'd you get? Oh, I got half that. I got eight. All right. I got 11. 
Okay. <laughs> I got a 10. All right. Uh, perfect. Uh, so you guys have gone in. You are you know that you were looking for a specific book. So uh, you guys go in. Lisette, how do you go about looking for a specific book? Well, for starters, how is this library organized? <laughs> Uh, however you want. I rolled a, a natural 20, so it's whatever you want it to be organized by. Okay, great. Alphabetically. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Because uh, Lizette's really smart, but Elliot isn't. <laughs> 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 um, probably starting like dead center and then moving outwards. Okay, perfect. Uh, just m give me an investigation check. God damn. Lizette, the, the archives made Lizette way smarter. Um, that's an 11. <laughs> <laughs> an 11. Uh, you are, like, this is organized alphabetically. Um, you go to a section where you think this might be. Unfortunately, like, you're looking at, like, the first few shelves. You don't see anything. Um, and you actually see that one of the other groups um, with, um, sorry, with Eustachius, um, the Fearbolg, uh, is like right there with you and they're, you're kind of like jostling for space and neither of you can see what's going on. Uh, Jovier. Um, wait, I'm next, really? Yeah, you are. Everyone, okay. I, uh, she, I would imagine, okay. <clears throat> Does she remember, no, they hit it, so that means it wouldn't be where it was. Um, <laughs> like, hmm. <laughs> um, I think she would try try and look if she can like recall what the cover might look like or the spine she's probably gonna do like a quick look to see if anything like stands out that looks similar okay absolutely uh, i would say that could either be investigation or perception whichever you'd prefer um i'm gonna do investigation all right uh, uh, 11 <laughs> an 11 unfortunately it is like it's a giant library uh and it was, you know, a fairly nondescript book. It was just like a, a brown spine with, like, it is a bound book, so that does give you at least something to look for, but unfortunately, it's a giant library. There's a lot of books that are fairly similar in size and kind of dense script on the spine. Uh, unfortunately, nothing really jumps out. Uh, you are kind of like right beside Lisette. Can I... Okay, sorry, like, I'm kind of getting used to this class. Um, I have something as like a class feature for a bonus action for eye for detail. You can use oh. a bonus action to make a perception check to spot a hidden creature or object or to make an investigation mm -hmm. check to uncover or decipher clues. Ooh, I don't know yeah. if I could use that or uh, if it's yeah, too late that, for that. Yeah. I think that's perfect. Thank you, yeah. Awesome, okay. Um, that's even worse. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Never uh, mind. <laughs> I think, yeah, you take like another second to look around. Uh, and it's again, it's just like this library. Uh, you can't quite see any clues about where they might have hit it. It's not like they put like arrows or something saying your book is over this way. Uh, so unfortunately, I don't think you're able to catch any clues this turn. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, Felix, what are you doing to start us off looking? Well, Felix is much more used to spending time in the field, so Felix is going to uh, treat this more like a survival exercise than anything else, okay. uh, and is going to send... 
like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna send Somalier one way, and I'm gonna go the other way, and we're going to uh, we're gonna look uh, first for brown books, and then narrow it down and try and find like the the particular book. Okay, perfect. Uh, yeah, See make, if it's hiding in plain sight. Make a perception or investigation check, uh, one for each of you. Sure. Uh, investigation for me and perception from Somalier. All right. I've got a. 14 and Somalier has got a dirty 20. Birdie 20. A birdie 20. That's awesome. Uh, all right. Perfect. Uh, Felix, you go off one way. Uh, Somalier run or flies off another way. Somalier looks at a stack of brown books uh, and just instantly. Uh, sees a word that um, really feels like appropriate. Uh, Somalia can see the word critique of impure. Um, that's kind of all Somalia can witness at first, but it looks like the book is right there. Uh, and Somalia kind of, I think, squawks and starts flapping uh, their wings uh, and hovering over where the book is. Terranova will point. All right. Uh, and Gore, uh, you're party has started to run in different directions uh what would you like to do so i i see uh the professor uh pointing where it is right uh yes all right i'm going to run to where uh lizette is and then as soon as i get there lizette i, I may not be very good with books themselves but you are and we have a lead let me take you there <laughs> All right. Um, how, how are you going to uh, to take me? I then? pick you up and just sprint. Oh. Okay. Uh, like and uh, Sal. <laughs> when we get there, you'll be able to read the book. You'll let me know if, it's, if that's the right one, or if I'll need to drag you off to another lo location. Fantastic! I am quite good at reading. This is uh, surprisingly fun. <laughs> Amazing, uh, Gore. Just uh, make me an athletics check to see um, how if you can get right up there. Uh, like having to kind of do that detour and then back. Alrighty. Uh, that's a 16. A 16. Uh, yeah. So the raven is flapping like kind of at an elevated shelf. Um, and there's like one of those like library mezzanines that's going around. Uh, and I think with a 16, you're able to scoop Lizette up, run up this spiral staircase up to the top floor and be right there. Is there one of those... Um... Uh, things in uh, the library where you can like walk up on it and then it'll like uh, it's on tracks so you can push yourself into a direction oh uh, yeah could like I, a, a ladder yeah yeah could like I put a on, on one of those and like just push her as hard as I can in the direction <laughs> of where that, that book is amazing uh, Lisa you get put on this uh, ladder on rollers that gets pushed down you go oh Jesus like, <laughs> flying through the air. Um, before we get back to your turn, uh, Gore, is there anything else you would like to do? Uh, no, I think that's it, actually. If, if my right. turn could literally just be dedicated to getting Lizette into the right position. Perfect. Awesome. Uh, now, uh, the other teams go. It looks like they're kind of doing the same thing. No one has yet found anything. Um, but uh, before we get to Lizette's turn, as she is continuing to, like, along this ladder on wheels, uh, the books, a bunch of books, animate, start flapping around, uh, and are going to try to essentially change position. 
so, um, I would say Lisette and uh, Felix, you guys have kind of like, Lisette, you're basically right there. You kind of have eyes on where the bird is flapping. And Felix uh, Sommelier has eyes on this specific bird. I'm going to say you guys can roll perception checks uh, to try to track this thing as it moves through like a maelstrom of other books. Uh, it is going to roll a stealth check with advantage. Ooh, it's not doing very well. Uh, 21. Oh, 21? Let's go. Nice. Uh, perfect. Uh, Lizette, what did you roll? Uh, 18. 18. Uh, no problem for either you or the Raven to track this book. Um, it tries to flap through a bunch of other books. Uh, they're kind of like creating like this swallow pattern of like moving as one cohesive unit. Um, but this one always kind of stays at the front in your eyesight. Um, and then it moves off. It's, it moves about 20 feet away and it's like they all kind of slam back into uh, a bookshelf. Uh, and now Lisette, we are back to you. All right. Um, okay. I've never played a wizard before, so this is very new. <laughs> um, so how far away am I? Uh, it would only be about 20 feet away, but you are on this ladder that is uh, flying, like rolling through the air uh, at speed. You could, I think you could either try to jump off or you could try to grab the book as you're staying on the ladder. Uh, jumping off would be a DC 10 acrobatics. Uh, grabbing the book would probably be a DC 15 sleight of hand while you're staying on. Um, and what if I were to do both? <laughs> like, you know, like push myself off and like leap and try to like football grab it? <laughs> uh, so I think that would definitely be the acrobatics check. Uh, I would say the, the jump off you could do for free, but mm -hmm. the acrobatics check would be to land properly. Okay. Um, and I would say if you're trying to do both, I'd probably put both of the DCs at 15. Okay, well, let's let's do let's do that. All um, right. It, it's a wonder what what sleep and food will do for your athleticism. I guess. <laughs> uh, oh, all right, that's a 19. <laughs> oh, <laughs> let's nice. go. That's the well, first dex-based check Lizette's ever passed. <laughs> <laughs> and is that uh, for the acrobatics or athletics, or is that for uh, grabbing the book? Uh, that's the acrobatics check. All right, perfect. And then the grabbing the book, that's a 16. Ooh, What's happening? Nice. All right, you Lizette. have proper uh, nutrition. You're sleeping well. <laughs> sleeping well. Yeah. Oh, Your mind system. isn't racked by like a weird eldritch horror. Uh, you know, all oh, those normal things. My mind isn't things. plagued with a dark knowledge of the universe. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Uh, you uh, are sliding through the air. You use the momentum of the ladder. You jump off. As you're jumping off, you grab the book out of the shelf. You're just able to like just hit it with your fingers. Uh, grab it, pull it off of the shelf, uh, and you land on the ground uh, in an like an incredibly actually like gymnastic feat of like tuck and roll, um, and manage to avoid any damage uh, and have the book clutched to your chest. I got it! I got it! Is that actually it? Uh, well, I mean, I can read. 
you can, in fact, read, and it is, in fact, the book you are looking for. Um, and uh, amazing. Yeah, the uh, Peter standing in the door just says, Good job! Good job! <laughs> uh, the rest of you, keep going, keep going! There's prizes for second and third place, of course. Um, and uh, the, your team have, after like six seconds, basically 12 seconds, have managed to find the book. And you see Peter is looking a little deflated. Um, he was kind of hoping that this would be a little bit more of a, of a challenge. Uh, uh, good for you, uh, team. Good for you. That was well done. Some quick thinking, actually. We make quite the team. <clears throat> As they say, teamwork makes the dream work. Yes, indeed. And true, and the real victory was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> I now you're sure. talking like an HR department worker. <laughs> I, I'm going to offer, uh, you know, look around for a second, uh, and while while Gore's looking the other way, I'm going to offer Jovier a drink from my flask. She will absolutely take it. And hand it back. <laughs> I'm going to take a long pull of it myself and send Somalia back to the room to get more fruit bunch. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, the rest of the groups managed to eventually find their books. Um, surprisingly, uh, what was his name again? Shared. Right. Uh, Shared is actually like incredible. Like he's a wheelchair user, but you see his wheelchair is like designed for library studies. And he's like, he can press a button and there's like little telescoping platforms so it can lift up to access books on the high shelf. Um, and Shared actually uses this like going at speed, telescopes his uh, his thing up, uses it as kind of like a way to jump, uh, lands on the top of some of the bookshelves, and like skids to a halt, holding up a book that he's snagged out of the air um, as Shared's team places second. Uh, he rolled a natural 20 on his investigation, so oh, wow. he's got to do something cool. Uh, and uh, eventually the other teams find it, and uh, Peter uh, congratulates you and says... Right, well, um, good job. Uh, oh, do you guys have a team name? I, I look towards Lizette. <laughs> uh, you found the book. Uh, I think you get the right to call us who we are. Oh, um, well, uh, there is four of us, and I, I do believe that there is some sort of amount of fate that has brought us together. Uh, what about the fated four? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We are the new fated four. <laughs> As a gag, why not? That is Can't quite, me one, I suppose. Quite brilliant. Well played. <laughs> uh, oh, perfect. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. The, I, well, I, I was going to say, you know, we, we we can go by the the Fantastic Four as well, but. Uh, we're going with the Fated Four! Yes. <laughs> who, so who, it would, should be. who would use the name Fantastic Four anyways? How trite. <laughs> Commonplace. I feel like people who name themselves the Fantastic Four are just very insecure about themselves. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, imagine. Uh, what, what, what would even be a name there? Like The Thing or something? Oh. Yeah. 
I'm the thing. <laughs> <laughs> it would be the thing. <laughs> just like looks off and like a glint as he sees like this other reality. And, like, this like rocky creature. Gore, make me a perception check for me. Oh no. Oh god. <laughs> That's a 17. 17. Uh you see a book that really isn't doesn't really fit. Um it's like a skinny book. It's only about like a couple, maybe a centimeter and a half thick. Uh, and it's really colorful. Um, and uh, it looks like it's covered in pictures instead of words. I uh, should maybe be able to read that. <laughs> I'm going to pick that up. And you find a Fantastic Four comic book. There are like, there's four characters on the front. There's one that is like, looks like a Galab Dur. Uh, there's one that looks like maybe a fire elemental, <laughs> one that is a ghost, uh, and one that looks like some sort of like blobby ooze creature with like kind of like a human form and really long arms. The Fantastic Four of Elementals. I love this series. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, you are awarded uh, the first slices of the cake for coming in first. Uh, which is a beautiful, 100% kind of dry white sheet cake uh, that just says happy end of term. Uh, And you guys are awarded first like pieces if you want the corner pieces, if you want the most icing, the least icing, whatever you guys want. Uh, And the icing is probably the only thing that's going to make this not a dry experience to eat. And in addition, um, because yours was a divination book, um, you're told, uh, Peter comes over to you while everyone else is kind of like gathering things. Uh, Peter comes over, right, um, well, if you have ever been interested in the study of the divine arts, uh, this might be an interesting read and uh, it could give you a little bit of, um, well, a little glimpse into into the immediate future. Uh, and if you were to spend a few minutes reading it, you could each gain a use of a portent dice. Even if you're not a spellcaster? Even if you're not a spellcaster. Yeah. Oh, let's go. Mm, okay, great. Yeah. Hey, uh, Lizette, you're going to hold on to that really tight, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you were not going to lose that for years. No, I'm definitely not going to leave it in any accursed archives at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh thank god yeah that's really good oh like whew, yeah nice <laughs> excellent uh, the party continues there is uh, some more awkward chatter some more uh, talking shop and discussions about the differences of the different schools of magic and how to prove one version of things versus another um there's a lot of talk about how, um, like, objurative magic is kind of almost, like, laughed at in the university because there's not really a higher philosophy to don't get hit. Um, the entire philosophy is don't get fucking hit. Um, so the uh, there's kind of, like, the abjuration school is kind of the one that people, like, make jokes about. Uh, there's a little... There's, you actually notice that there's no abjurers here at the party, um, mostly oh. because uh, they are actually like their studies are a lot more practical and a lot less theoretical 
Uh, so they're not really part of the same kind of mix of you guys. And the party continues. Uh, do you guys want to have any conversations or do you want to move on to the next activity? You know, it was really worth winning this round. I mean, first dibs on the cake, right? <laughs> <laughs> I 100% agree. Uh, however, I decided to uh, <clears throat> take one of the, uh, the less icing parts just because I figure... The vast majority of other individuals would probably prefer to have the more icin. That's awfully considerate of you. Yeah, well, it's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, my name is Gore, Bloodfang. Blood uh, I'm sorry, what, what was it again? I, I don't think I called it. My name is Gore, Bloodfang, barbarian ancestry. Oh, God. Great. <laughs> um, so, wait, sorry, tell me more about your ancestry. We are the whole line of barbarians. Uh-huh. We come through, and the name Bloodfang has been passed down for generations. You can see if I rage, I could bring out my paw, my great paw, my great great paw, my great 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 paw, my great 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 paw, my great 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 paw, my great 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 paw. Yeah, you should see my other side with my maw and my great maw. And my great great ma, and my great 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 ma, and my great 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 ma, and my great 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 ma. But it keeps going too. Was that taking notes? What was your great 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 ma's name again? Gore. That that one was so very interesting. Marilyn Mansion. Because Marilyn destroyed a mansion of gods. Oh. I, Marilyn I, Mansion Bloodfang is the full name. <laughs> uh, or, I see. <laughs> you feel a, a spectral hand on your shoulder, and uh, you see Marilyn Mansion appears for just a moment. Uh, and speak my name, and I shall appear, and I shall destroy the mansions of all those pretenders. Oh, hey, dear, how are you? Oh, hey, hey there, great, 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 Ma. I'm doing pretty good. We got a really good team over there, if you want to say hello. Oh, hi, hi, everyone. I, I hope I hope little Gore here is treating you kindly. He's a cute little one, isn't he? Good. Look, and she, like, her, does that, like, grandmother thing of, like, trying to pinch your cheeks, but she is spectral, so it just kind of passes through your cheek right now. I'll, you're I'll not actually mimic breathing. her hands and do it for her. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good boy. That's a good boy. Hi. Hi. My name is Marilyn Mansion. Bloodfang is the proper f- f- last name, but, um, well, I, I was so named Marilyn Mansion because I killed a mansion. I destroyed an entire mansion, and you are. Hi. Hi there. Was it a a mimic mansion? Oh, well, or you can it, never be too mansion? careful. I have to ask, did did you just destroy the mansion, or did you destroy everyone inside, too? Was it just the mansion? That's that's impressive. Who can say? I I destroyed a mansion. There might have been people in it. Some of them might have been innocent. Some of them probably weren't. Whatever. Uh, Anyway, I just wanted to pop in and say hi. Sorry, I heard my name. And, you know, I just like to tell... In the... Back in my day, we didn't even have cars. Can you believe that? Cars are, they're a new thing also. And she turns back to Gore. Gore, I know your mom passed. 
I know your da passed. I know your great ma passed. Your great da passed. And kind of begins listing a whole bunch of them. But you really do need to call them more often. All right? Your ma misses you. Okay? And I miss you too, little one. Little squidgebibboo. Yeah. I'll I'll make sure to bring you guys out more for big rages. I have noted down the word squidgebibble in my journal. <laughs> <laughs> it's Gore's always been my cute little squidgebibble, even since he was a little kid and could call on me just when he got a tantrum because he stubbed his toe. Oh, I'd come over and I'd make sure that whatever had stubbed his toe was utterly destroyed for my squidgebibble. Oh, thank ya. You're welcome. Well, toodaloo, I'll uh, hopefully get to see you all later. Uh, and she just kind of fades back into Gore's body. Right, that's one of my ancestors. Can, can I say one of your ancestors? All my ancestors are dead. <laughs> I mean, same here, but they said hi. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, my mom lives down the street. We can go say hi to her if you really want to. Oh, your mom's around here? Yeah, she lives She lives down, down the street. Um, uh, do we have time? Uh, I mean, I'm not quite sure if we have time. We are in we the middle could... of t- a task. <laughs> we could we could ditch this party. It's, 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 uh... I can I can ask Peter uh, to, uh, to hold off for me. Oh, yes, I, I mean, uh, look, I, I think I see him right over there, and my minor, or my silent image, which it hasn't been an hour yet, so it's still around, is gonna, is gonna walk over as Peter Mayhew. <laughs> Walks over as Peter Mayhew just stands there in front? Yes. That's all? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Peter! Alright, do you mind if we quickly go over to see Lizette's ma? You hear from the other side of the room, here Peter says, what was that? Sorry. The fake Peter goes, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's an affirmative. <laughs> yeah, that sounds very much like, I mean, so the difference between the <laughs> of affirmative and the <laughs> of a negative is, is subtle, but I think you've worked with Peter long enough to know the difference. Yeah. 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 I do. <laughs> All right, Lizzie, bring us to your more. Uh, oh, all right. Um, well, ex- excuse us. We are just going to take a, a minor detour to go visit my mother. I guess <laughs> it's only fair. I did meet you your bring her some, some cake. I could bring the entire cake if that's what you want. I feel like that's a, probably against HR to take all of the cake from the rest of the party just for my mother. But uh, I mean, I, I doubt that she would. Mind a slice? I'll bring a slice. Corner piece. That's important. Just as you guys are about to leave, can uh, can someone give me a perception check? Uh, who has the best? I got perception? a dirty twenty. Hey! Oh, hey! All right. uh, oh, so did, so did the bird. Whoa! <laughs> uh, Jerry from accounting is right by the exit door. Ooh. I'll take one for the team. <laughs> we will never forget you, Gore. Thank you. We'll be in my prayers. We'll prayer. live on forever. <laughs> hey, Jerry from accounting! It's Gore Bloodfang! Shh! Yo! A barbarian! And I just go on. 
<laughs> Jerry like looks startled to be like called out. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't blow my spot, okay? No one knows who I am. All right. I'm 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 on ZL, okay? Uh look, just cool it, man. Uh, but totally like gets distracted, allows the other three of you to go away. Uh and then Gore, can you just make me either some sort of persuasion, intimidation, or stealth check or something to get out of this conversation at some point? Honestly, I thought you were just going to say a wisdom saving throw. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I'll take a persuasion check. Uh, It's a 16. A 16. Uh, You are. So how do you persuade Jerry to end the conversation after a moment or two? We're done. We're talking now. (laughs) I had my fail. Have a good evening. <laughs> Jerry uh, looks at you, looks startled at the abrupt end, then kind of looks around. I got you. Yeah. All right. Again, puts his finger beside his nose, uh, winks incredibly big, uh, and then walks over to the illusory Peter Mayhew. <laughs> oh, not uh, again. <laughs> perfect. Uh, as you exit the room... Uh, and kind of start making your way down towards Lizette's home. Let's go ahead and take a little break. Hey, everyone. Marcus here, jumping in at the break. Uh, In place of an ad, I just wanted to thank everyone for sticking with us. Uh, This is the last of our backstory episodes i hope you've enjoyed them as much as we have these have been a tremendous amount of fun to record and explore and get a mostly silly and lighthearted look into our pcs Uh, we are back with a full episode next week and it is going to be spectacular It's a really good episode that we've got coming back uh, into the main arc of the game. And the rest of this episode, oh boy, uh, buckle your seatbelts because it it goes places today. Um, Places that, in all honesty, I could not have anticipated in kind of no way could I have anticipated that they went this way and that is why I love this game so much oh my god this I'm not gonna say anything more I'm really glad we were able to record this I'm glad that Elliot is back of course welcome back to Elliot and I hope you enjoy the absolute ridiculousness of the second half Welcome back from break. Uh, last we left off, our adventurers had just left the office party and we're going to go see Lisette's mom. So as you guys leave the office party, about a, a minute after you guys have left the party, Gore runs up and catches up with you. Uh, and you guys begin walking through the campus of Bias and uh, walking out towards the exit towards Lisette's mother's house, uh, what would you guys like to be discussing? Uh, what's your mother's name? Oh, 
Um, uh, her name is uh, Melissa. She is. She is not quite as scholarly as I am. I mean, that's that's quite all right. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Neither do I. It's more that she isn't as on board with the whole academia thing as I am. Ah, what did she want you to be then? Well, um, Lizette starts, like, rubbing the back of her neck and, like, ah, well, she most likely would have preferred me to follow in my father's footsteps, but that wasn't exactly feasible for being a functional adult. Ah. Your father was... Uh, you know what? Don't worry about it. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to hand Lizette the flask. Oh, um. The beginning. Of- <laughs> oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> and I have uh, because I can do this uh, with minor with the minor alchemy feature and alter the physical properties of one non magical object. Uh, I'm going to alter this from like just like fruit punch into like a. Uh, Oh, we're gonna go with a vodka sour. Ooh, very nice. <laughs> I, uh, thank you. I've, I've never partaken in like libations before. Um, and she's gonna drink it and like. <clears throat> okay, that um, you really, you really feel that in your your chest. And she's gonna like hand it back. The delightful thing about it, as I take the uh, the flask back, is that after an hour, the effects fade, and so you're back to normal. At least when I make it. Makes drinking out in the field a lot easier. I didn't know you wanted to partake in the field. Well, I'd much rather be out there. I mean, how else are you going to find... The latest interbreeding between dragons. I've heard some curious rumors about a pairing between a silver and a gold recently up in the mountains. And what exactly happens when two dragons in, um... Oh, fuck. (laughs) So you're just, you're telling me you're just like a a voyeurist, just watching from the shadows... Is that... No, no, no. Hey, and if anybody's a voyeurist, it's it's the archaeologist. You just look at dead people. Yeah, but they're not fucking. But they can't give their consent to being looked at. What if you're looking through their, their privy or their, their clothes? You, you know, you can try and turn this around all you want. You're still kind of a weirdo. I'm going to try. No, no. See, this is the this is the thing. Is a transmutation mage such as myself is excellent at turning all manner of arguments into um, arguments against the other person. Uh, we we we've we've even developed a term for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's um, uh, it's 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 fume lighting. <laughs> uh, I, yes, I think I've heard of this fume master lighting. fume lighters, every one of us. Uh, Are you sure fume is the right word we're going to go for that? Uh, yes, yes, quite quite certain. All right. 
Yes. Understood. Yes. But, uh, you know, I, I don't watch the dragons mate. I, I just, you know, I, I, um, I, I, I try as, uh, as honestly as possible to examine the outcome. Yeah, there's a quite quite an interesting um, alloy, uh, alloy dragon. That's what we, we call them. The, the cross between two different metallic dragons. Uh, not too far away, actually. It's a it's a it's a cross between a uh, copper and a bronze dragon. Interesting. I mean, I, I think I'm quite content with just visiting uh, Lizette's mother for today. Uh, usually, when I I don't feel comfortable watching porn with coworkers, if that makes sense. I'm not. I, I, what? Wait uh, a second. Is there yeah. is there um, <clears throat> harassment going on of any kind here? No, 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 no. no. You gotta well, be honest I, with yourself. I believe Professor Felix is inviting us. <laughs> I, it is my field of study. I it's, would it's... also appreciate it if we didn't bring any porn home to my mother. <laughs> yes, please behave yourself, Professor Felix. <sighs> and we're there. <laughs> uh, Plebeians, the lot of you. <laughs> uh, Lisette, uh, what kind of neighborhood do you think your mom lives in? So my mother lives in sort of, uh, I'd say like the middle kind of neighborhood. It's, it's closer to Old Town, but it's not like super... It's kind of like gas town where it's like nice but it's older okay yeah for sure i think in that case you would be within the she would be within the walls itself um and probably on the the south of the lorraine river running through town um i think i i think uh probably somewhere either corsair or the artist row yeah i think that area is nice it's it's an area of quite old buildings um but old like they're buildings with character and unlike a lot of like the kind of tenements and stuff out in like the the romic wards <clears throat> even though these are dense buildings and they're close together uh they're well built a lot of them are brick brownstones um and they're kind of um very much like uh dutch homes where they're very narrow, but fair, like maybe like four or five stories tall. Um, so quite narrow townhomes uh, with little storefronts on there. And uh, Artist Row is so named because there's a, a row of like houses on the main strip that all have these big skylights and they're artist studios. Uh, they've been put in as artist studios. And uh, I think your mom maybe lives in one of these and uh as you approach you see that uh the like the curtains are drawn back and uh, it looks like the uh the skylight is open to let in some air which you can see from the street which you know probably means your mom is up in her studio right so this was a weird field trip to exit a office party on, but here we are. Do you feel comfortable to interact with your mother here, or should we go back? Oh, uh, no, uh, no. I, I mean, it's it's only fair. I did meet your ancestors, and I'm 
quite the open book. Just uh, didn't expect this to be <laughs> how I'd be spending my night. <laughs> Neither did I, but I look forward to it regardless. Great. I really hope this isn't an HR violation. <laughs> I think this is the least of our concerns for HR violations. <laughs> right. We were just discussing watching uh, dragons fornicate together, which... Um, not quite sure how I feel about that yet, but um, she's going to walk up the, the steps. Uh, perfect. You walk up the steps. Uh, do you knock or do you just let yourself in? You would absolutely have the key to come into your mom's house. Yeah, I, I just let myself in. Perfect. Uh, there is like a little, uh, not a bell on the door, but there is like as the door opens, uh, there's just almost like a a chime or something uh, that seems to kind of echo through the, the the house. And you just hear from up top, hello, who's there? My name is Gore Bloodfang. <laughs> I am a barbarian. <laughs> from a large family of other barbarians, the Bloodfang bloodline. And we're here with your daughter. Um. Hi, mom. Honey, are you okay? Oh, yes. <laughs> are you in danger? Um, no, I, I'm cough quite... twice if you need me to call the police. No, no, our uh, quite all right. Um, these are just some coworkers uh, that I've brought to meet you. Um, I oh. had the pleasure of meeting some ancestors, some dead ancestors this evening, and thought it only be fair if I were to introduce these strangers to my family. Hey, okay, uh, you know, maybe it's because we're like a few floors separated. I don't think I got all of that. It sounded like you said you met some dead people. Why don't you uh, go grab some tea from the kitchen and come on up with your friends? All right, friends is a loose term, but yes, all right, I'll do that. <laughs> more like a team, if anything. Yes. The phenomenal four. Oh, the, the name just keeps changing. Is is that is that okay? Well, I mean, why not, right? You know, it's 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 not like my whole life's work has been reduced to dragon porn or anything. <laughs> That's on you. <laughs> you should have left me asleep. Valid point. But then uh, we're going to have great some memories together. Yeah. We'll all look memories. back at this and laugh a <laughs> lot. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I feel such a, such a strong connection with with all of you already. And she's going to like start getting to you. I just like to the point where like if I went missing for a year, I feel like you would come look for me. <laughs> <laughs> I would yeah. do as much as uh, the company would allow. Yes, and if you went missing in the realm of dragons, I would be there in a heartbeat. I feel like the only reason we wouldn't look for you is if we were already dead. <laughs> oh dear. Um... <clears throat> Um, yes, yes, that's the only reason that I, I, yes, I'm going to start another 10 minute ritual to turn, uh, the tea that is being prepared into, oh, mm, 
what's what am i going to turn it's some some form of alcohol i'll get back to you on it <laughs> okay absolutely uh i'm gonna say you can you can perform that ritual like as you're walking up the stairs uh just so you're not like waiting in the kitchen for 10 minutes that's a long um, uh, set of stairs yeah uh, <laughs> i mean it's it's a pretty simple ritual i think uh for someone as experienced as professor felix of course um uh, and so uh you eventually you make the tea uh as you do you can hear like the scraping of furniture upstairs it sounds like your mom is kind of like packing things away and maybe making a little bit of room um but eventually you guys make your way up the stairs <clears throat> and you see a beautiful dark-haired uh elven woman with um quite uh well messy hair at the moment um it looks like whatever she was working on uh she kind of wasn't expecting company uh she's pulled it into a a very quick rough bun and she stuck a pencil through it um and you see an easel set out um with uh just like a charcoal drawing um which is it's a still life of a little bowl of fruit um and also a little sculpture of uh a deity just there a deity of knowledge uh and she's about like maybe a third of the way through kind of sketching it in uh and as you open the door uh she's standing there she's kind of cleaned her hands uh dried them off uh, and as you open the door uh she sweeps forward uh and grabs lisette in a big hug and says lisette I didn't know you were coming today. I thought you had a, a thing at the office. Uh, oh, I, I did. Um, but I figured that it might be nice to introduce you to some of my co-workers. Um, oh. Oh. Everyone, this is, this is my mother. Now, Lisette, this is such a nice surprise. Thank you so much. Uh, hi, uh, I'm, I'm Anissa. Uh, I'm sure Lisette has told you either nothing about me or everything. Uh, and who are, who might you be? I am Gore Bloodfang. <laughs> right? I think you were that one. <laughs> yeah. lineage of barbarians. <laughs> follow the path of my ancestors. Right? Okay. I'm also part of the HR department. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. And, um... Uh, looks at uh, Professor Felix. Uh, you might be <clears throat> absolutely charmed. Oh, no. Lizette told us uh, you know, a little bit about you, but she failed to mention how absolutely beautiful you are. Uh, make a persuasion check for me. Eighteen. Eighteen. <laughs> uh, Lizette, oh my God. your mum blushes. <laughs> Uh, your mom blushes and uh, you see a little bit of like kind of a, a lifting up of, you know, just like a straightening of posture, uh, a slight bit of a smile as she looks at the, at the professor. Oh, and my name is Felix oh. and I'll take her, uh, take her hand and kiss the back of it. Oh, well, hello, Felix. Um, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, and you are, and she turns to Jovier. She is already rolling her eyes, um, but she gives her a smile. And, uh, my my name is uh, Jean-Vier Dombar. It is, it is nice to meet you. 
Genevieve, nice to meet you as well. Um, well, please, oh, I'm sorry, where my matters? Please come in, sit. This is, of course, our study, our our, our art studio, our, and also just the 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 brightest and airiest room in the house. Please, you are welcome. And there are like a few chairs, most of which um, she's kind of like hastily cleared off. She's kind of formed a rough circle. I don't think she knew exactly how many to expect. So you see that there are three chairs um, and she kind of takes this in uh, and she clears off a steamer trunk and pulls that out uh, and kind of across the floor. Uh, Lisette, um, how's, uh, how, how was the party? Uh, it was it was quite lovely, um, you know, usual stuffy academia. Um, we we won we won a little a little game as a team, and then figured that oh we brought in cake. Um, Gore, I, I believe that you have a slice of of cake for her. I do. It uh, got a little bit mushed, but yeah. <laughs> oh well, thank you. That is very kind. Thank you. Some some sheet cake oh you shouldn't have i grabbed uh, the one with x rising on it i figured you might appreciate that oh for a slice as well might i add wow well in that case i am honored uh and she grabs the cake uh and puts some into her mouth and smiles and then she reaches for her tea and takes a big sip and puts the rest of the sheet cake down. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> well, thank you so much. That was very kind. Um, so you all work with uh, with my darling daughter here. Uh, that we do, yeah. Uh, we've just been in a bit of a team building exercise, and we've all gone to know each other very well. We're the uh, amazing four now, is it? The um. <clears throat> The, the phenomenal four, or, or the fantastic, or, or the fated, or, you know, whatever. We, we were originally the fated four. <clears throat> oh, so is is meeting family part of the team building? And sorry, you said something, uh, she turns to Lisette. Um, dear, you said something about meeting dead people? I must have misheard. Uh, no, no, that was, that was quite uh, accurate, actually. Um... Gore over here introduced us to one of his dead ancestors, and then um, she's going to take a sip of the tea and like, <clears throat> oh, that's um, oh, oh, all right, um, <laughs> oh, okay, um, where was I? For those that can't read the chat, <laughs> oh, I was I was gonna I was gonna wait, but yeah, uh, I've turned all the tea into fireball, <laughs> except Lizette's mom's tea, Good. which I have left completely normal. Uh, she uh, she gives you a bit of a look as you seem to be struggling to drink regular tea. Uh, she drinks hers and is like, uh, "Dear, are you okay?" Yeah, um, I just, I think I just drank it, you know, wrong pipe, that sort of situation. Um, I, we met one of Gore's ancestors and figured, since I think that I'm the only one with alive ancestors, 
I'd bring them here. I can't exactly bring them to dad. Um, cause I don't probably a good idea. Yeah. He, yeah. um, probably a little busy today. Um, might be, might be sleeping. You know, he tends to work nights. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and also I, I figured he's probably a little unsavory to introduce to strangers. Hmm. Besides, if you had gone to see your dad, then, uh, well, I wouldn't have gotten to meet Felix over here. And she looks over at Felix and again, kind of blushes. And, and, and the rest of your friends, of course. And that would have been a true tragedy. <clears throat> uh, Felix, why don't you tell my mother what you do for work? <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, <clears throat> really, I am a, uh, a transmutation specialist at the, the Institute. But, uh, you know, part of that is, is that I study the art of lovemaking. Oh. Uh, in, in the natural realm, of course. Oh, uh, there's this moment of her going kind of very, like, red-faced for, like, as you talk about lovemaking so openly. Uh, and then you say well, in the natural world, and there's this moment of relief. Uh, and then she also says... Oh, are you some sort of biologist then? And I'll uh, I'll wink at her over the top of the tea glass as I take a long sip because, uh, yeah. Lizette <laughs> uh, just downs the tea. <laughs> what oh a good thing God. to do with someone you've just met is hit on their mom. <laughs> I feel like we're beginning to violate some HR. I don't think there's any HR rules about me. <laughs> about me. This is <laughs> Yeah. I don't think that's covered by HR. Oh, <laughs> Maybe it um, should be. Yeah. Well, uh, and I'll I'll say yes. Um, <clears throat> I I specialize in draconic biology. Oh, is that how you know Jovier here or Jeanviev? I apologize. That's quite all right. And yes, and she'll kind of like drape an arm across. Oh. <laughs> Felix. No. <laughs> Oh. Do not get to do it. <laughs> I'll, I'll lean in and I'll say, "Yes, we're we're uh, we're quite good colleagues." Uh, Jeanvier has has uh, helped me a large amount in my studies. Uh, Jeanvier, uh, can you make either a deception or a persuasion check? And, can this uh, be an opposed? Check, and I, exactly, I was going to say it's definitely an opposed persuasion check on your part. I'm going to cast enhance ability on myself. Oh, like, <laughs> you see you casting that spell? Uh, oh shit! It's a oh, it's VSM. Uh, mm, no, I'm not going to do it. Okay. I'll just. Oh god. Okay. Oh, that's okay. I only rolled a thirteen. I'm going to spend my inspiration. <laughs> 19! No! Oh, that was so close. <laughs> what was it? What was the roll? It was at 9 into a 9. Oh, 19, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 19. All oh. right. Uh, there is, yeah, a moment. Um, Lisette, you see your mom looks a little bit deflated for just a moment. Um, and then she starts smiling and laughing and kind of figures she's like you know witnessing a bit of an in joke uh or maybe like you know the term uh work husband or work wife is is a thing and uh maybe that's what she's witnessing and you kind of see a little bit of relief on your mom's face um and uh <laughs> and felix uh you definitely see uh 
you see her like kind of go through that as well and then look at you and and smile sheepishly i'm gonna make sure that sommelier leaves one of my business cards in, <laughs> in oh, uh, no. like somewhere <laughs> that Lizette's not going to find it. Damn it. I was going to say, I'm going to make sure that burn it. Uh, just to resolve this right now so we don't forget, uh, make a stealth check for your bird. <laughs> yes, thank God it's for my bird and not me. <laughs> okay, one second. Let me see what the raven's stealth is. Actually pretty good. Dirty twenty! Oh, wow! Amazing. Because it's uh, destined to be. It yes. is destined to be. Lizette, I don't think you know that this is happening. So uh <laughs> the bird, unless you have a passive perception higher than twenty. Uh, I do not. <laughs> uh, the bird is gonna secret a business card away. Um and who knows, maybe Lizette gets a new dad. Uh <laughs> Oh no! That kids is how I met your mother. <laughs> um, oh, that's not what you know. When I woke up this morning to play, to play Professor Felix Terranova, my my initial thought wasn't, "Hmm, I think I'm gonna bang someone's mom." <laughs> but that's just the way today is gone, I guess. Yep. Happen. I don't know. I can honestly say. I didn't prepare for this either. <laughs> uh, uh, Lisette, uh, after a little bit, some more lovely conversation with your mom, uh, your mom turns to you and says, Oh, honey, uh, have you seen Angie at all recently? He was coming around asking about you. And she kind of winks uh, at you in that mum way. Oh, he was asking about me. Um, I, I no, I since I've I've started um at this new job I, I guess I haven't really had time to see him at all. Um did he well, what was he looking for me for, for? She she goes like beet red. <laughs> Honey, Angie just wanted to say hi. You know, you and him are, are such good friends and you just get along so well and you like when you're together you just seem so happy. And uh, I, I would sounds just sounds like uh, biology to me. <laughs> Shut uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> so She's like uh, a little tipsy now. Do we go find this this person? This is an individual. Um, ah, that that could be the conclusion to our grand quest. Well, hang on. Is this going to end up as a study? Because uh, again, I'm not really down for sharing this kind of experience with my coworkers. I am also not quite. All right, with uh, this becoming a, a study, um, she pours Honey, herself more tea don't... and just downs it again. <laughs> oh, Honey, you no. don't have to be embarrassed. You don't. All right, look, the tea, that was wow. That tea I thought was still really hot, but that's okay. Um, you don't have to be embarrassed. Well, I, I know you like him. Fiery. Uh, she. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, she turns to uh, to Jovier kids these days right like do you, i'm sorry do you have kids uh, no i am i i missed out that part of my life uh, my I'm, work is my life i am so sorry to to make an assumption you know what your work is your life and that is, you know good for you um like, can i just squint at her for a second can i tell if she's being like rude about this or if she's like make an insight check for okay, sure okay yeah hang on <laughs> 
Oh, that's a nat 20. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, I think uh, you get the insight that she was not trying to be rude. She just made an assumption that uh, an older lady uh, very likely has kids, of course, right? Like, most people have kids. And I think, like, as soon as she realizes that you don't, she feels bad. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. She's not trying to be an asshole. She was just an unintentional asshole. Oh, no, that is that is quite all right. But, uh, I mean, I work with a lot of kids, and they just get embarrassed about the silliest things. Yes, uh, they do. Uh, anyway, um, it was... Uh, any honey, you just, just give, just, you know, go see Angie. Like you can't be working all that much. Like once, once a week, that's all you need. Just go, go out for coffee with them. Come on. It would do you good. I know. I know it would do me good. It's, it's also just, you know, him and, and dad's work kind of get, in the way of where I want to be in my career as well, happy as he makes me and as close as we are you know we're, we're extremely close the kind of close where like if I went missing for a year I feel like he'd come back <laughs> <up> for me <laughs> why do you say that every day that's like a daily thing and she like turns to the other three of you she says this every day Anytime she makes a friend, she says that they would come looking for her if she went missing for a year. I don't get it. It's just... Well, surely, surely, at the very least, you would go looking for her. Right. Well, surely you'd course. think that my best friend and my mother would come look for me if I, I don't know, vanished for a year. Honey, I can promise you, if you vanished for a day, I would come looking for you. All Unless right? you were dead. Uh, What? Right. <laughs> Nothing. Well, that being said, bias does sometimes send people on extended sabbaticals. Well, but honey, Wait, you're not are you be saying bias. that Lizette would be taken away for a year intentionally, but without anyone knowing it's intentional? So it's. Well, I mean, I I suppose that would be up to up to Brigham and Lizette. Yeah. Now, honey. I know that you're you're new at the at the university, but I also want you to remember, like, you don't have to just stay in academia. You could you could explore other options. Like, there's other careers out there, right? Not just not just Brigham. Brigham Brigham's great. Brigham's lovely. I, I'm really happy that you're at Brigham. But ha have you considered? Uh, I mean, I, I hear MacGuffins pays really well. I was considering it. I mean, it is a lot more hands-on work, of course, but. I just don't know if I'm cut out for it. You, oh, you know, what if I go missing for a year? <laughs> 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 Honey, at this point, it at at this point, it honestly doesn't matter if you're at MacGuffins or if you work at the coffee shop down below. I, I like the way you you fixate on going missing for a year. It's going to happen wherever you are, so that shouldn't be a deciding factor about working anywhere, really and truly. And it, it's not going to happen, my dear. Right. It's just some dumb superstition that father put in my brain, you know, with the, the yeah. possibility of being kidnapped and stuff like that. It's, All it's right. just. Yeah. So your father's part of the mafia and he kind of obsesses about people going missing for an extended period of time. That's well, not the reality. Mom, um, j j 
I'm I slightly spit my tea out of my nose at that statement. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, is like wide-eyed staring. <laughs> what? Uh, jokes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, funny joke, right? Uh, honey, you and I are always joking about how your dad is part of the mafia. That's uh, um, <laughs> she seems like she's telling the truth for anybody's passive insight. Right. I got a natural 20, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, she is definitely trying to cover up the fact that she was not supposed to say that Lizette's dad is part of the local mafia. You know what? It's all right. It's okay. I, I, as a, a member of HR, I, I sometimes act as a therapist. So I, I understand that you might be trying to hide certain details to protect your child. But... Do you truly need to have lies in a space where nothing else comes out? This is a group therapy session now. Let's all let everything out. Come uh, on. Big hug, everyone. Oh, okay. And that stress must have been on you for such a long time, Lizette. Oh, um, okay. Uh, and your mom kind of stands up uh, to get hugged by Gore. There we go. There we go. Just... Um, I understand holding that secret is hard. I'm proud of you for for finally letting it out. This oh. is the weirdest day of my life. Come on, Lizette. Give oh. me a hug. Give Gore Bloodfang a hug. Honey, give him a hug. I'm kind of scared. <laughs> Lizette kind of like hugs him. Bear hugs him and is like stumbling a little bit. She is now tipsy. There you go, Lizette. Now... Do we need to find your father or that other potential mate? Or do we want to go back to the uh, place of work? I... Or do we want to get you into that you good position at the other job? Oh, Jesus. This is this is a lot in terms of just... I think that it would be great if we all just took a deep breath and stopped trying to fuck my mom. <laughs> Not naming any names. Joviera at this point is absolutely pretending to be asleep. She's like, I'm out of this conversation. <laughs> uh, I, so it was a group hug, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, it was a group hug. Okay. Felix was definitely mostly hugging Lizette's mom. <laughs> like, like, like wedged herself in between them. Uh, uh, All right. Now, Lizette, you got to tell us, do you want to work at MacGuffins or with us? We're here for you with whatever you want. Also, or, yeah, we can, we can definitely get you uh, into MacGuffins to, uh, you know, a nice, a nice, uh, a nice posting out of, out of the way, out of competition. <clears throat> I mean, um... I'm sorry, what was that? I've got my eye <laughs> on you. <laughs> uh, um, I offer Lizette the flask again. <laughs> uh, she takes your it. Mom, uh, Lizette, your mom takes the flask out of your hand and takes a big old swig. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. This began in Felix's control, but it's gone. It's not me. Oh, my uh, lord. 
your mom is, I would say, um, flabbergasted at what has just transpired and what has just been said. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, she takes the flask and kind of does that thing of like holding up a finger as she continues to drink. Uh, I've tried to connect with a uh, professor. Yeah, I've transmuted this into a very awkward situation indeed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she uh, lets go, or she uh, takes the, the flask away from her lips, passes it back over to you, Lizette. Says, um, right, well, it was lovely to meet all of you. Uh, realizes that Jovier is at least pretending to be asleep. Mm -hmm. Is she all right? Does she... Um, looks at the hr department is she does she does this happen all the time does she, do any of you call does. Jovier! Oh, oh, um, yeah what oh i i, I apologize i wanted to show you were alive again uh, i i'll let you know if i'm dead thank you That'd be you're, you're welcome she's alive right now right now maybe we should get her moving get the blood circulating um, go for a, 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 a nice, brisk stroll. <clears throat> yes, I agree. Absolutely. It was a pleasure meeting you. Thank you. <laughs> it was a pleasure meeting all of you. And um, she kind of composes herself for a moment. Honey, uh, you know, yes. whenever you want to bring <laughs> friends over... Uh, there's a moment after you kind of interrupt. She pauses, uh, makes direct eye contact with her daughter. Uh, <laughs> um, maybe a heads up would be nice. Uh, and then she kind of blushes. You know, I'm my hair is all messy. And you see her cast her eyes over to Felix again. Um, and your mom looks embarrassed, but also kind of, you know, thrilled at to to have received the attentions. Um, and uh, she says, well, honey, uh, I guess go back to the party or do whatever you guys are going to do. Just, uh, you know, don't forget your friends and family. If you do go missing for a year, I promise we'll find you. I say it every time. Whenever I'm, whenever we're leaving, I say, if you're going to go missing, I'll, I'll come find you. I promise. Right. And, um, and if you don't, you're dead. If I don't, uh, it's because I'm dead. Maybe yeah. because... Um, your new friend here has killed me with a bear hug. <laughs> anyway, um, I love you, and I'll see you later, dear. I love you too, Mum. Um, I think, I think I'm gonna transfer to MacGuffins. Maybe, maybe Angie can can come. I don't know, get lunch with me or something. You know, dear, that would be. That you would just be so good to see you not, you know, stuck behind the books all the time. Like you, you're a beautiful young girl. And I mean, any guy would be happy and lucky to have you, of course, but that's not, that's not the main concern. I just want you to be happy. All right. Just want you to be happy. My dear, my dear, I love you. I love you too. Uh, okay. Now get out of here before I rip the professor's clothes off. All right, bye. No, wait. <laughs> go back for a second. Quite <laughs> okay. Um, she pushes all four of you out. She closes the door and just kind of winks at the professor. Is <laughs> <laughs> that like pulls him aside? If you touch her, I. Will. It'll be very gently and lovely. <laughs>
I'm just gonna I'm gonna slowly push Lizette's elbow with the flask back up towards her mouth and then turn and say, You can keep that. <laughs> I think I will be keeping it. Um <clears throat> perfect. Um you guys make your way back towards uh, Bias's campus and towards the divinita- divination annex uh, where the party was happening. Um, as you approach, you hear the sound of sirens uh, and you see smoke pouring out of the building. Uh-oh. Um, and as you approach, uh, you just see Peter, like Peter um, sees you approaching, says, thank God you're back. Jerry burnt it down. Jerry burnt it all down. What? Uh, and Fucking that's where we're going to end our session. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, so that's the end of the session? <laughs> that's the end of the session. <laughs> <laughs> next time for another exciting adventure in the Dirty Twenties, wherein we return to the main story arc of our season. Will you remember what happened in the events preceding? Will we? Tune in to find out. In the meantime, visit www.dirty20spodcast.com all spelled out to be the most scholarly student in the library. If you want to contact us, you can send us an email at dirty20spodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, and if you send us any fan art, we'll be sure to add it to the website. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe on whichever podcasting app you use. My name is Marcus Stusick. My players were Craig Chapman, Richard Chapman, Toby McGowan, and Elliot White. Until next time, friends, stay safe, stay kind, and don't take any wooden nickels. I have been drinking a lot of water. It's <laughs> destroying me. It's I destroying us all. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm glad to hear. <laughs> We're all in this pain together. I'm getting all water. in this pain together. Yes, we need to pee. Oh, my bladder is bursting. <laughs> <laughs> uh...